you you've you've done some things that are really special and you have some some uh, things that are, are still alive, work with what you got. Don't mm. try to create all these weird things. Don't try to reinvent yourself. You don't have to. You're, you're good enough. Uh, you are worthy. You belong. Totally, you have something to say. Keep saying it. Keep doing it. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Adventure Fit Radio. Today, we have a show with the great man, Carl Paoli. So uh, Carl's a great friend of uh, mine and Tommy's. Carl came over to uh, our Bali and the Gillians trip this year. Uh, he was gymnastics coach. So for those of you guys who don't know, Carl's, um, Carl's a gymnastics and movement coach that's uh, very popular worldwide and he's just a fantastic guy and a really good friend. So we had a great time with Carl over in, uh, over in Bali. And um, if you listen to the show, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll hear that mentioned a whole bunch of times. So... Um, Carl's in Melbourne. It was great to have him on the show, and uh, yeah, it was a really good chat. Really got deep in uh, deep in the end there, and yeah, I think you'll like it. So, this show, though, guys, is brought to you by Audible. Head to audibletrial.com forward slash advf radio to get your one free audiobook and thirty days to try that out. This uh, podcast is also brought to you by Quash Creative. Head to quashcreative.com. Use the code radio when speaking to the guys to get a free SEO report or report on your current or existing brand. And last but not least, this show is brought to you by Adventure Fit Travel. So guys, I'm literally recording this as we, as I prepare to depart. I've got about an hour and a half till I have to uh, be at the airport. Then I'm flying 30 hours over to Iceland. So by the time this show is released, we'll be uh, starting to get all the content out from Iceland. So have a real um, good look at what we're doing. Check out our socials. We've got a photo video um, team over in Iceland and going to be doing behind the scenes stuff. Lots of uh, cool footage. And it's going to be really exciting. So it's going to give people a bit more of an in-depth look of how we kind of do things on a, on a typical trip. And uh, yeah, it's going to be sick. So... Next year, guys, we've got Iceland, New Zealand, Kokoda, Australia, Hawaii, Greece, Vietnam, Thailand, Bali, Mexico, maybe. We've got a bunch of private trips for gyms, uh, which is really cool. So head on over and, uh, and check that out and use, co- use the code word radio for 10% off at, uh, at checkout. Here's the show. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. And that's it. Yo. Some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, too rare to die. Welcome, uh, welcome back to Adventure Fit Radio, guys. Today we have the great man Carl Paoli visiting what up? us. Applause. And the uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, before we throw over to Carl and welcome him in officially. We will uh, we'll throw to Tommy's tribute. Well, this is the this is the official welcome, isn't it? I don't feel like this is the welcome. Alrighty, welcome aboard, my friend. Uh, now, I did say before the show that I was in B flat major. Uh, B sharp minor. I'm just going to make sure that I. Have... <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. This is a cover of Lightning Crashes. So here we go. Lightning crashes, Carpioli walks in. It's very sentimental. <laughs> His client falls to the floor. Spotting hand gone shit. <laughs> <laughs> we go. And we're bringing it back down now. 
Lightning crashes, his client is hurt. <laughs> He'd been learning how to flip. <laughs> All right, it's on now. Paoli opens his eyes, and he didn't see. But it's too late. The damage is done. Because <laughs> I am scared that I'll get hurt when you teach me to flip. Because I lock my legs and I don't want to be a crip. I understand you're an expert, but I don't give a shit. I can feel it. I can feel it. I felt like you had that written since March. I did. I yeah, did. when we were in Bali. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We were Bali. That's incredible. Yep. Wow. Well, that's that's, that's a first. I've never had a song uh, semi written for myself. Yeah, that's. Well, I like how you are. You just pretty much ragged Carl for the I first know, like 45 seconds. I know. I know. make for these seven hours, but the next is going to be. So the song was to, good. Thank goodness I'm not teaching people how to flip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just watch out if you can, mate. <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh, oh man. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Australia, dude. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Super stoked to be here. It's been unreal. Cool. Unreal. Um, what are you doing here anyway? Why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself, what you're over in uh, in Australia for, and yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm on a rock star tour. <laughs> yeah, I'm a touring through uh, Australia and, uh, and New Zealand, uh, do my seminars, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's been it's been one of those uh, eye opening experiences, and and actually, it's had me thinking about. Uh, seven, eight years ago when I did my first international trip, I, I went to London and I did this uh, seminar in London and I had six people show up and <laughs> <laughs> it cost me a lot of money a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trip to London was nice. Yeah. yeah. It was my family. Saw the big wheel. <laughs> and, uh, but it, it didn't trip me up so much that I, I stopped pushing and um, I went back to San Francisco. I went back home after that and I, I just continued working, continued studying continued uh, doing my job the best I could. And mm. I, I went back a year later and I had 60 people wow. and a wait list. And um, yeah, to come here now to Australia, which feels so far away and have the attendance I'm having and the love that people are showing, it's it's just incredible to to hear their stories and how me teaching them basic movements such as a push-up and a squat and the mindset that goes behind it, uh, they, they've changed their whole practice. Mm-hmm. And it just comes to show that that consistency and pushing forward and trusting your gut uh, pays off. And uh, this, this tour is one of those, those reminders of just put in the work, keep your head down. Uh, treat people with respect mm. and uh, it will come around and, and and ride the wave and right now that's what I'm doing I'm, I'm riding this wave here and teaching people how to push up and uh, squat <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it man but it's been sick so sick I mean people are coming up and pictures and signing books and uh signing babies it, crazy <laughs> signing it's, it, dude it's crazy <laughs> I would have never thought yeah, yeah that's great so let's um let's take it back a, uh, a stretch. So let's let's talk about. So obviously you're a movement specialist. Like how did it all begin for you? Like what got you into gymnastics and and movement, um, so to speak? Yeah, I mean gymnastics was uh, the sport I practiced growing up, and uh, it's it was when I turned eighteen, nineteen that I was realizing, okay, I'm not going to make it to the Olympics. This is not really happening. Mm. Uh, for many reasons, one I I, uh, I had a, several injuries going mm-hmm. on. I I lost focus uh, through my teens, and I I just felt like nah, this is this is just not me anymore. Mm. It just I couldn't identify with it. 
But thankfully, I found action sports, and action sports reinvigorated this this notion of uh, moving is fun, mm-hmm. and uh, when it's uh, uh, adventurous and uh, crazy, it's exciting, and when there are no rules, you you discover new things about yourself. But the most powerful thing was that the gymnastics principles and the stuff that I learned there carried over. Mm. And then eventually, as I, I kept evolving, uh, I started getting into fitness, and I just happened to fall into fitness. And it was uh, it was uh, Tony Horton with P90X. I don't know if you guys oh, are familiar yes. with him. P90X, but, uh, yeah. He's like the two, typical, you know, Hollywood yeah. infomercial kind of That's why uh, not specialty. trainer. <laughs> why not specialty? I, I watched one of his things and I thought, okay, here's a charismatic guy, you know, looks pretty fit, is doing uh, different style movement patterns mm. that I've seen in gymnastics as, as conditioning and presenting it to the world. And what's, what's making a difference is his presentation. Mm. There's something about it that I know is very salesy and, mm. and, and not so exciting and just kind of gimmicky, but it hit me that media was important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of a sudden, as I was uh, searching for answers within, you know, my own fitness, my own practice, and and getting into personal training a little bit because I was coaching gymnastics, uh, I came across CrossFit, mm. and and CrossFit. One of the things that stood out was that it really had no rules. It was it was very much just move the best way you can, try to keep it safe, keep it useful, uh, make it last, uh, work really hard. But it was the presentation of CrossFit that I was so excited about. And what it was, it was the old videos that they would post. Mm-hmm. And it was just filmed with a, you know, a, a point a and shoot. Nokia, Nokia. Yeah. 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 Let me just snake and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get that, that yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, anyone who's who's seen CrossFit has seen these really raw uh, homemade videos. Oh, yeah. That Nasty been, girls back it, in the day with all the hot the girls. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and I thought to myself, okay, there's something about media that is extremely important and I need to tap into it. And mm. it was right at the time where YouTube started to appear, Facebook was starting to blow up in a way where uh, videos were starting to be presented, not as links, but actually embedded things. It, it just became this thing that I uh, I was super excited to be a part of and uh, I jumped on it. And, uh, and that has led to me being able to talk about gymnastics, mm. CrossFit, mm. action sports, movement, uh, and for people to say something like, oh, you're a movement specialist. But in reality, all I am is is a practitioner who really cares and yeah, yeah. Uh, is trying to figure it out and just sharing what I'm figuring out as I go. Mm, that's uh, great, man. Yeah. I actually, um, come to think of it, I think one of the furthest things that I remember really watching on YouTube, I didn't really, wasn't really a YouTuber much myself until I started CrossFit back in the day. And that was now, it's actually a while ago when I started. It must have been like five or six years ago. Mm. And... That was one of the first things I remember was watching like Carl show you how Last to do progressions. Yeah, yeah, how 100%. to do how to do box jumps. Yeah. And I was like, what just jump what on the fucking box, box jumps? <laughs> like I just yeah, I just I've been doing box jumps. Yeah. What, what haven't I been doing? Yeah. <laughs> and but it was like a knees thirty out. minute thirty minute knees out. <laughs> yeah, thirty, 30 minute video. Thirty yeah. minute video and I was like, Well, there's so much detail to this dude and you present really well so I can understand like how it grew you know people got got behind your mm. enthusiasm and excitement and like it's it's great man to see where you're at now yeah and you're able to go and just travel the world spreading the love and spreading the you know mm-hmm. drinking smoothies yeah sponsored by the smoothie yeah sponsored by strike smoothie <laughs> um, yeah cool so so um so are you still involved in crossfit at all or now is it basically your passion is just going out and doing your movement seminars and stuff or where are you at now with your own personal yeah um, that's a great question Uh, i'm definitely i i stepped away from crossfit for a while because i needed to take a break from this whole uh for lack of better words circle jerking scene Mm. (laughs) that's good fun that's great (laughs) it's a great uh great way to put it it is yeah and it's and it's i have nothing against crossfit crossfit has given me so many opportunities and and the the brand and the method itself is awesome Mm. yeah but like anything that, that gets kind of popular, uh, breeds a, a certain type of personality totally. that uh, needs that continuing, continued reinforcement of, look how great I am. Yep. I'm the best. We're mm-hmm. the best. Uh, this is the only way to work yeah, out. Yeah, it's like, we're, we're top dogs. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't feel like a top dog. Mm. And 
if I'm not challenging myself, I'm, I'm not growing. Totally. So I, I, I just felt like I couldn't connect to uh, certain aspects of the community. It was specifically the, the competitive side of things. And I just, I, I wasn't excited about that. And I felt like I had such an amazing opportunity working with Annie Thor's daughter, who I love, and uh, Yami Tikkanen, who has, has been her coach for, for a very long time. And being part of uh, seeing her become the two-time CrossFit Games champion and being a part of that team was just unreal. Mm. But there was something about her second time winning where I thought to myself, I could do this again and again and again and again. But the question was for what? And I, I couldn't find something that felt emotionally satisfying within that space. So I kind of turned outwardly and, and started searching elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, a few years went by, three years went by, and, and finally I, I, um, I got back into it. I had a friend who said, just come and hang out at the gym and, and start CrossFitting with us. And I was like, okay, I'll do, I'll do it. Mm. And, uh, and actually it was uh, that in addition to uh, us going to Bali and you guys invited me to go to Bali, yeah, cool. which was actually a pivotal moment in um, what I'm currently doing today. Wow. Well, was yeah. it, it was a different That's sort cool. of circle jerk, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, less metaphorical. This, 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 is, this, is, this is what it was, dude. This is what it was. It was uh, a, an honest, intimate group of people trying to figure it out, totally down with whatever, and just wanted to have a good time. Mm. And when we got on those scooters, so, you know. Fucking so good. That was one of the wildest things I've ever done in all all my travels. (laughs) So good. Unreal. (laughs) So what what actually happened was we jumped on these scooters because we rode our scooters to the gym. We did mm. we did um, part of Carl's seminar or the the second. What was it? One day or two day seminar? Dude, we did a one day seminar uh, with the the group. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we did the did the seminar, and on the way back, we were riding our scooters, <laughs> and it had been torrentially pouring down with rain. But we were like, no, no. Well, we got our scooters here. We have to get them back. Like, hundred percent. We're, we're adults. We'll we'll just ride back to the accommodation. It'll be sweet. Yeah. Right. And we started out <laughs> on the road, and it got like very, very quickly. It got so torrentially fucking wet that we couldn't see within like two meters in front of us. Yeah, it was ridiculous. We had a head. I, had my, I don't know about you guys, but I had head down yeah. so that my helmet would cover part of my eyes, but I could still see. And we we're riding at about fifteen kilometers an hour. You couldn't see a thing. Yeah. Not like, to mention we had water up to our feet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The, the wheels were underwater. We were in a natural disaster. Yeah, <laughs> so fucked. We kept. We pulled over every probably every two or three minutes and we're like what the fuck are we doing do you know where we're going can you yeah. answer so yeah it was uh, the rice paddy road but, but the, the, yeah, but road, the, yeah. the sickest part was we, we pulled over and you're like I got a shortcut yeah. and, it, and, and it's the scenic route and all of a sudden we pulled into the rice paddy fields and I remember riding on that co- cobblestone and looking around and seeing this open space and starting to scream and yell, like, this is awesome. <laughs> it was just incredible. Oh, man. And we pulled over. We took that picture. Mm. Uh, and then we went back to the hotel. And it was kind of like, oh, th- there it is. And that just kind of snowballed and uh, really reminded me to, you know what? You, you, you've done some things that are really special. And you have some some. Uh, things that are, are still alive, work with what you got. Don't mm. try to create all these weird things. Don't try to reinvent yourself. You don't have to. You're, you're good enough. Uh, you are worthy. You belong. Totally, man. You have something to say. Keep saying it. Keep doing it. And I just got that. I, I got back from that trip when I got to San Francisco and I went pedal to the metal. And mm. it's Sick. since then, people are like, Carl's on a comeback. 100%. Yeah. And it's I feel on, noticeable. I feel on fire. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what? I, I um, that experience, like that experience that we went through, and I, I will remember that forever. Yeah, hundred percent. I will remember that till I'm a hundred years old. One, yep. like, and the thing is, and I got because I own a travel company, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry to make this about me for a second, but Go for I it. get lost in travel, as in work, a lot of the time. You know, because for me, because I haven't had any money or time for a long time, travel has always been work. But this this year, I've been able to do a couple of my own trips. And I've had little experiences like that that just rekindle your lust for mm. adventure, mm. for life in general. Mm-hmm. You know, like the littlest thing will flick the switch and you just feel invigorated. It's yeah. you know, literally you feel you're alive. alive. Yeah, yep. you do. Totally. You, you really do. And um, so that really makes me so happy for you to say that. Because mm. there was an epic oh, trip man. in general, like just all around. But like that one experience was... 
was absolutely fucking hilarious. Just and three idiots driving <laughs> down a road. Oh, blind, mate. Blind. Yeah. Literally blind. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like, the, the cool thing about it was as well because, I mean, part of the thing that obviously Bill set up is getting um, people that are an expert in their field to come and do seminars on the trips and all this sort of thing. And, like, it's a, it's a great contact hub, you know, and this, mm-hmm. is why I'm, this is why we both love the podcast so much is because we get to become really good friends with the people that we seek out that do their thing really well. But um, the biggest thing that I got from it was, um, you know, starting starting CrossFit out as a kid and, you know, I, I really looked to it when I was going through some stuff, but um, I'd watch all your videos and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, fuck, man, this Carl guy's really got it going on. He understands muscle ups and I was really learning from that. But then just connecting with you as just a human being, mm-hmm. you know, like away from all the gymnastics sort of shit. It's just another dude having a sick time. That's mm-hmm. what it's all about, you know, yeah. and that's, I think, part of the reason why the memory is just so strong Yeah, because like... We, were, we all became best mates within a split second and then we were just we were just caught in this downfall of rain yeah. and it was just great. <laughs> it was uh-huh. just so good. Yeah, no, it, it just comes to show how how we're, we're all, regardless of background and, and what we do and care about in life, there is some level uh, at which we can connect and 100%. we happen to have that moment and for me that was special and mm. I was... I was so glad I, I had that, mm. and uh, it was sick. So I, I, I kind of haven't thanked you guys. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for, <laughs> for the no trip. It was, uh, Wait, we're definitely expecting some circle jerking. So <laughs> that's hard, yeah, let me not feel yeah. <laughs> That was um, great. Yeah, no, that's great. I think like um, I get asked, uh, those experiences are, are just so awesome because I think people are inherently good, you know. They yeah. really are. And, yeah. and you get in, and I talk about this all the time, but like I feel like when you get out and you, you meet those like-minded people or anyone in general, you're out trying to have a good time and, and, and have a holiday and experience things with new people, new places, whatever. If you can't really bond and become awesome around that, mm. then you're not, you're not a real good egg. Nah, you're not. You know, you're like not. That's, where, yeah. that's where people are at their most real. You know, mm. like we had that experience on the bikes and stuff that was hilarious and we'll remember forever. Mm. But everyone on that trip, you know, like yeah. everyone connected. <laughs> straight so away. great. And Very that's true. What, yeah, and that's why, you know, I'm so passionate about travel. You must get that all the time now with these, like obviously there's not as much adventure you know, drinking beers and going out and whatever, mm-hmm. like what we were doing on the trip. But with all these new groups that you're going around and traveling with, you must get like a fair bit of that in your day-to-day now with what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just thinking about Daniel, who's here uh, listening in today with us and he's traveling with me and, and coaching. Uh, he reached out to me uh, and said, "Hey, I wanna I wanna meet you and hang out with you." And I said, "Okay, well, um, I'm teaching a seminar in Austria." He came to Austria, and at the seminar, he's like, "I, I want to start working with you. How can I make this happen?" I said, "Well, meet me tomorrow at the airport." And uh, and he he showed up at the airport. We started talking, and I, and I told him, "I said, well, if you if you want to learn more, I think you should be shadowing me." Uh, and if you want to hang out in San Francisco where I live, you can just come out there for a month and Fuck, spend it. Yeah. Damn, you're a legend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in love with you. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I'm fine. So, I'll give you a high five. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you a high five yeah. too, dude. Yes. I'll give myself a high five. <laughs> yeah. so, so he came out to San Francisco for a month and just hung out. And three days in, I threw him into a seminar and whatnot. But ever since uh we've been traveling together and of course every trip what what it does is it, it allows you to bond mm. and the beauty of it is that as we connect with other people just the people that have come to the seminars and the people we connected uh with randomly because of the seminar as kind of the the outskirts of of the big event uh, i feel like i've created a bond with every single one of those mm. in in a meaningful way and mm. that that's that's sick and it it would have happened at home, but not in the same light. Yep. You, you're, you're, when you're away from home, you're immediately a little bit more vulnerable. Yeah. And you're willing to show your true colors. And I think mm, that's what, what I felt with Daniel. That's what I feel with people who attend my seminar or I, I get to meet when I'm traveling. Mm. And that's that's unreal. Yeah, the guards are down when you're yeah. traveling. You know, yep. really. That's that's what, and that's why I'm so passionate about travel. And I, I hate to make the same point again, but I think people really, like people in society kind of have their guard up. Mm-hmm. At all times, because they have the the people that you know. This is my place in society. This is my clique. This is mm. my th- this that or the other. But then when you take that away and you're just meeting people for the first time mm. and, and you're out there trying to achieve the same thing, I feel like the guards are down, and that's the real yeah, core of 100%. who the person is. You yep. know, yep, um, definitely. To, not to get too philosophical. So um, yeah, cool. So what's next for you? So you're in Australia now, and then. Like, what's the? Um, is it a full world tour? Uh, it's a it's an Australia New Zealand tour. So uh, we have uh, three more stops left. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Gold Coast, we have Wellington in New Zealand, and then Auckland. 
and then I'll head home. But then uh, next year, 2018, is, is full on. I'll, I'll start with Europe, and then I'll be touring the U.S., a little bit of Mexico. And then after that, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but it'll probably hit Asia again and mm, uh, sure. probably the Middle East. And, oh, that'll be sweet. Yeah. Mm. So uh, that'll be that. And then uh, I'll hit probably Southern Europe, um, and we'll see, see what happens. Mm. But I, I, I think what, what's happening next year, and I've, I'm really now uh, pushing on this, is connecting all the different uh, businesses that I'm I'm getting involved with which I think a lot of people don't know this is that I uh, yeah I run this movement seminar and I talk about uh, freestyling which is a method uh, and uh, and a way of thinking about movement but what I've really done is I've uh, I'm trying to create a media company around this and this uh, will become something like a media agency mm. in addition to that I I am an investor in strike movement which is footwear and apparel and uh, in addition to that, I'm working on uh, participating in, in, in different ways in this uh, sports league called Workforce Athletics, which is dedicated to uh, creating a professional league experience, uh, currently basketball for these big companies. And currently we have uh, Logitech, we have Yahoo, which is Oath. Uh, we have Google, Shit. Tesla. Yeah. Why didn't you it, say Google and Tesla first? Well, yeah. <laughs> leave those yeah, for the end. Pop plants one yeah. one. Yeah. We've got covers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we've got Elon Musk. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it's cool. And, and, to, and to see that uh, right now... Uh, Everything that I am doing from the movement seminars to the footwear and apparel and the footwear and apparel sponsoring the league and the league creating, you know, these connections mm. with these bigger companies and now working on a, a new project that I am not ready to talk about yet, but it's uh, potentially a foundation, a nonprofit uh, to be able to start building some really cool um, programs and spaces around the world for 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 kids and adults mm. uh, that are dedicated to educating them on physical education and how we can empower kids and encourage them and continue mm. to inform them so they can get an education and maybe um, create scholarship programs and, and whatnot and creating sure. this ecosystem Sick. of uh, organizations and entities that are all aligned. Yeah. And working together to, to to push this message, and and with that, uh, I've been thinking. Okay, if people if people want to come up and take pictures and sign books and all these things, and and there's um there's that kind of attention that exists. Let's let's use that mm. for for good uh, in a way, and and let's let's not just keep it at that superficial level, and let's really connect with with every single person that comes through. And if I can have a uh, a machine behind me or with me uh, and a group of people that can allow for that to continue to happen, I'm going to continue to push on that, mm. uh, whether I'm the face or not. Uh, let so, me ask you yeah. this. Let me ask you this, Carl. Obviously, um, with so much going on, like how do you manage your time? Like, it, so this, because this is amazing. Mm -hmm. This is passion. This is like you want to, you want to improve the world through this, that, and the other, what you're, what you all mm -hmm. these things that you're talking about. How do you, how do you know where to invest the limited time that you have? Obviously, you know, everybody would love more hours in the week for, sure. for, for their friends, family. So crystal meth is the answer actually, Bill. And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, do you, how do you get around the problem of just like knowing where to manage your time? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great to, question. I think, I think I was even telling Daniel as we were walking, I said, uh, you know, as of late, uh, the biggest thing that I struggle with is finding – uh, the the moments I can invest in something that is going to really move the needle in the right mm. direction. And I need to maximize my efforts every second of the day. And one of the things that I, I really started doing, and this was once again after our trip, mm. I started really journaling and really writing, which is something that you, Tom, you've been talking about. Love it. Uh, and in, in this uh, journaling, of course, it's a personal process, but you, eventually you get to the point where it's, these are the things that, that matter to me. Yeah. And now, if I can uh, do as much of that every day as possible within uh, a range that doesn't kill me, uh, then, then I'll be moving the needle. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and right now, what I've realized is what I do best is uh, I, I hear ideas, I, I see ideas, I help um, curate these ideas to come up with strategies and, and execution plans. And then I uh, motivate people to do it that have the talent to actually make yeah. it happen, mm, which perfect. I a lot of times don't. So it's very much uh, 
trying to bring clarity to the table and mm-hmm. push people to do stuff. So the, the, the management is really uh, relationship management. Mm. That's what it is. And that's, that's what the time management really looks like. Uh, and, uh, some relationships, you know, are, are shorter live and some, some are, are a little longer, but they're, they're all meaningful. Mm. And, uh, I, I try to, uh, give myself time in the morning and this is my time. And then I have work time and then I have gym time and I just block it off and I follow that. If you finish great, if you didn't, well, you're coming back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, uh, I, I've really been. I think diligent at blocking out my hours. That's really good. Uh, so, and getting as much yeah. done as possible within it. Yeah. So when you say your time in the morning, what's that sort of consist of? Is it self awareness stuff, journaling? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I usually wake up before my wife, so I, I I wake up and the first thing I do is I go out and make myself up some coffee and I just sit at the kitchen table and uh, I either listen to some music or I start writing and uh, journaling and uh, I just spend some time kind of pondering mm. and whatever's on my mind, I, I try to just get that out. Mm. And that can be yeah, from meditation to journaling to just drinking coffee, listening to music. But I, I don't take in any content at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting with myself. And then uh, that, that kind of becomes the routine. And uh, and what I've done is I've, I've created a similar routine towards the evening, which is gym time. Now you go to the gym, you do this workout, and whether you're beat or not, you just go in and you move through. Mm. Some days you can push hard, some days you can't push mm. as hard, but that one hour is no phones, uh, you don't talk about work, you just enjoy what is right there, mm. and you high-five with people and hang out, and and then after that, uh, uh, go home, and as dinner is, uh, is in the making, you're just having a conversation if there's anything left over to do you knock that out and then after that it's quiet time after 8 30 p.m yeah uh so it's uh it's just blocking your days out and yep. doing that monday through sun- saturday basically that's good yeah that's something i definitely have a issue with is like going, going my, to the gym taking myself <laughs> taking myself taking myself away from the office at the moment it's a good thing because there's lots of good stuff happening mm-hmm. but even when there is that what you said about there's always tomorrow. I remember Daryl Wade said that as well. Yeah. So um, he did. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He Daryl um, built Intrepid Travel, which okay. is like Australia's strongest travel company, basically mm. one of the biggest in the world. I would say. Daryl Daryl built it from scratch with his partner, and he talked about the fact that it was nine to five, and then he would just go do his hours, and he would go enjoy his life, and that's something that I've always not done. Mm-hmm. I've always just <laughs> just been head down in the in the laptop, you know, punching out work, but. To block things off, that's something that I've started to do. It's like, okay, this is my time for this. This is my time for gym. But I'm still too flippant with actually mm-hmm. you know, acknowledging I've got to be in the gym for this period of time or I've got to turn everything off from this period of time. You know, you have to be very, very diligent, I think. You do. Yeah. And you have to be forgiving to yourself and you, you, uh, it's allowing yourself to break away. And yeah. I know that a lot of times when you're working, you're in this creative process and you're in a flow and you're just like, oh, I'm so close to getting this thing. And you know how hard it is to ramp up the next yeah. day. And then all of a sudden you miss someone via email. You miss someone via a phone call. And it, it can get frustrating. And that, that can take up all of a sudden weeks of your time. Mm. Uh, knowing that is, is the worst. But missing out on the satisfaction and the, the true health that comes with Giving yourself some sort of boundary yeah, right. is extremely powerful. And once again, chipping away does a lot. Mm. Yeah, it's more than, mm. it's more than uh, you can tell when you're, you know, you're doing it. And of course, that's when now if you get to the point where you're growing and you just can't keep up, you need to start investing in a, in yeah. a bigger team. And that's, that's what that's I'm trying right, to do. Sure. Yeah, yep. For sure. I think that's great. I um, actually got in that mood last night. I remember I was, I was uh, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to fool around with these couple of emails and a couple of bits and pieces and then I started getting really excited. This is like 10.45 last night and I had to just, I was like, oh, I got him. And then I was like, oh, yeah. I had to like go, what are you doing? Like you, you got to fucking sleep, man. Yeah, yeah. Go, to, go to bed, you idiot. Yeah. But um, you seem like you've got a really good balance, which I think is the key. Mm-hmm. Like I think when I last year was going through a really rough period was because mm. I lost all sense of balance. You know, I needed to get my friends back in my life, needed to get back in the gym, get those natural endorphins, mm-hmm. you know, flowing through the body. And Well, you know and, what's uh, really ironic about the whole situation is that Bill and I are obviously very close friends and we all shared an amazing experience in Bali. But 
and you'll be the first to admit it, that Bali was a tough time for you. Oh, yeah, I was struggling. Yeah, that was, that, that was, probably that was the at end. your peak of depression, I that would was, say. That was probably the very – that was from, yeah, from like November till yeah. around the Bali time was probably my roughest period nearly yeah. of my mm-hmm. life, I'd say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was really, really – I was struggling with – like I was going into the room – Funny to, to, to fess up about it all. I was going to the room in the afternoons and I'd just have like my head down, mm. buried in stress, like terrible anxiety. Um, so yeah, it was super rough. But mm. it took me getting to like, took me getting to that point to start putting things in place to fix the things oh, that I had absolutely. wrong in, in my life. But isn't that always and, the case? Like- yeah, and, and what it all stemmed from, Carl, was pretty much was what you were talking about but the lack of balance. It was the polar mm-hmm. opposite of what you're talking about. So I had no, I'd lost touch with, you know, my mates and, and um, Adventure Fit, I was working way too hard. I was, had a bunch of financial stress and my mental health had, you know, taken, you know, had taken the brunt of it because yeah. of that pretty much. So, but it took me getting to this really ordinary period and getting through it or getting to the worst of the worst to go, right, these are the things that I, that I saw in my life that I need to change. Yep. And I need to, and like I say, like, I have to be very on top of things because mm. the moment I start stressing too much, working too hard, forgetting about health and fitness, that's when my anxiety will creep back in. Or And I'm not somebody that's dealt with it really my whole life. It's just through business and stress and, you know, and all that kind of mm. stuff. So, yeah, but that was, yeah, that was a, the end, towards the end of my rough period, I reckon. Yeah. I was starting to feel like myself. I always talk mm-hmm. about feeling like myself. Yeah. Like a 100% version of, of Bill, you know, like, mm. and I feel like, I was coming out of that was rough. That yeah. was, that period was rough, but it was shortly well, it was after. It was interesting because I mean, you and I. So Bill and I met um, three and a half years ago, or three years ago, uh, coaching at the Saint CrossFit gym, and um, we actually bonded over talking about mental health and oh, anxiety really? and stuff. Because I remember him saying, "I've probably told this story a few times," but um, Bill, we always used to go for steaks um, around the corner in lamb Richmond. Shanks. Lamb shanks, sorry, lamb <laughs> shanks. Yeah, yeah, oh, bro, lamb shanks. Shake yeah. night. Come like, on, you get it right. It was Shank City. Yeah. Um, and we were walking back, and um, we started talking about um, mental health. And Bill, I think, was the first one to just talk about the word anxiety, which is obviously this taboo. It's like Lord Voldemort. You just mm-hmm. don't say it. Yeah, you don't say it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, he mentioned it, and then I was like, "Oh fuck, man! I've had the exact same thing." And um, he was like, "What?" Um, and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "You." And um, it was kind of like this whole thing of how the fuck do you... I mean, I thought you were just this idiot kid that just, you know, spoke his mouth all the time. But I mean, still like... Think yeah, yeah. I still think that. Yeah, still think that. Nothing changed. Solidified. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. Exactly. Yeah, it was just a real idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great. Like, it was good. And, you know, talking about it like then, um, but then seeing you in Bali was definitely like a, a, I had seen a deterioration, you know, and we all, mm. we almost got into a bit of an argument about something over there. Yeah, yeah, About probably. stress and... Probably. Yeah, oh, sure we definitely then. did for sure. It was good fun. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anxiety is a real thing and I mean, mm. I, I, I went through it for sure and I remember you sharing with me and actually right before Bali, I was just getting over a, a really rough period that I've been going through. Mm. So yeah, I right. had just started uh, gaining traction and control of my life by the time we went there. So I feel like we were all cruising at this. Uh, yeah, different periods, but same. Yeah, same. everyone's everyone's got everyone's got. There there are few people out there I think that just go about life and yep. they're the lucky ones that never really stress, never really deal with any of these things. But deep down, everyone's got something going on. Yeah, sure. we had a we had a friend of mine. He'll he'll listen to the show. One of the blokiest blokes. You'll ever meet uh-huh. and a great friend of mine, an old friend. Is that? <laughs> and, um, Definitely actually, not. Definitely yeah. not. <laughs> and uh, and we went and had um, lunch the other day, and we we're talking about the podcast and how we talk about mental health on the podcast. And and I said that um, I take a I take it very seriously the fact that I'm a jock looking guy with tattoos and a beard and outgoing persona, mm-hmm. and and I, I take it I take it very seriously to always be open and talk about yep. mental health because we're the kind of people that don't. Mm-hmm. And, and people like us don't really feel like they can, you yep. know. Um, but my mate, he was like, uh, he talked to me about the fact that he'd been going through all these terrible periods in his life and or, or not really, really super bad stuff, but stuff that, you know, he didn't see coming and mm. then he was in a really kind of ordinary spot. And then we laughed about it. And then we sat, we sat there and he said, I've never actually said that to anyone. Wow, yeah. you know it's, it's it's crazy. So if you actually if you open yourself up, people will open themselves up to you, and yep. then it helps everybody. Because like you say, like I would never think that. Like people look at Carl Poe, yeah. people look at me, people look at you, Tommy, and you think that everything's just rosy. Like you look at my Instagram and Adventure Fit, and yeah. I'm just yeah, I'm you're just, just a, living it. I'm just an adrenaline junkie Traveling that the travels the world all day every day. Yeah. Whereas that's 
you know, that's not really me. And there's always stuff going on behind the scenes. Hopefully, you can get on top of it, like mm. you say. But um, yeah, so what what yeah. was it? We don't need to go too deep into like what you were going through, but like what what was it that turned the corner for you, like getting yourself out of a rut like that? Yeah, I, I've told this story a couple of times. So if I'm repeating myself, uh, I apologize. But it was it was I I went on this uh, seminar tour to South America. And I got on this plane to go to Argentina, and on the way, I just got sick. I was just like, I'm not going to make it. Mm. <laughs> I need to just go home, cancel the whole tour. Yeah. But the truth was, uh, I had been so deep in a hole because I hadn't been working, really, that I needed to do this financially to be able to survive. So I, I, I now I was putting the stress of the finances on, on oh, myself. Yeah. I was putting the stress of everyone attending uh, on myself. I was uh, putting the stress of... Uh, everything that I had going home uh, on at home with me, it was just a nightmare. Mm. And uh, I got to Argentina. I kind of survived the first night. And the second night, I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm just throwing up, panic attack, Ugh. the whole thing. Just, it, it was so bad. Mm. It, it was first anxiety that led to throwing up and I was just purging. And then all of a sudden, I, I thought, okay, I'm, I'm dying here, basically. <laughs> so I called Fuck. my mom. Uh, she didn't answer. I called my dad. He answers. And uh, they happened to be in Sweden. And, and I finally uh, got, a, got a chance to talk to both of them. And all I was saying was, thank you, thank you, thank you for being my parents. And I just, for the first time, I think I, I said that to them. I, mm. I feel like I've said it before, but mm. the the way I said it and the feeling that I had as as a dad myself, I I just felt like okay, I get it, mm. I get mm. it. And what you guys have given me and the opportunity is like you guys are my heroes, kind mm. of thing. And after that, something started to change in me, where I I now started really feeling grateful for my life, yeah, uh, and for the things going on and. I, I made it through the tour. Uh, I had a, a friend, Chris Espinal, with me who was supporting me. And uh, I saw him also just like take his, his shit to the next level. And I was uh, getting to witness that. And I just felt like, okay, th this is th something special is happening. Mm. I got home and I remember the first night I went to bed. I slept in my bed. I woke up the next morning and I had these voices saying, you suck. Just stay in bed. Uh, just give up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's over. For what? Who cares? Mm. Just die, basically. And my parents were still on the phone, actually. <laughs> yeah, <know>? exactly. Exactly. But it was that moment where I realized, wait a second, I feel great. Mm. That, that voice in my head was just a voice. It wasn't me mm. really saying that. It wasn't myself. And I just felt this separation. Mm. And as soon as I felt that separation, I realized, oh, I can control the relationship. I am in charge of the relationship with myself. Mm. And all I need to do is communicate, mm -hmm. communicate with myself. Mm -hmm. And that just led me to uh, feel like I was free again. And uh, that right. was the turning point. And every day yeah. I, I exercise this uh, conversation with mm, myself yeah. and it's, it, it doesn't go away. This, no. this is forever. This is for the rest <laughs> of my life. Yep. That's a, that's what, that's a mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. oh, you've got a brain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it, it's I and myself, we, we now get along and we're, <laughs> we're best, best buddies yeah. and, and we're, we're going for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's such a fantastic way of looking at it. Yeah. It's so good. It's like, it's a funny one. I just had a thought then, mm -hmm. um, in this day, in the way that we live in this day and age, there's just so much input all the time and it's harder and harder. It's getting harder to reconnect with yourself mm -hmm. or at some degree being able to disassociate your ego and your identity from who you truly are. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like, I don't know, I just had this visual um, of um, the movie Apocalypse Now. Mm. And uh, it was just like, <laughs> okay. it was weird. It was weird. Right, I'm right, actually right, 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 interested to see where this yeah, goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Take, anyway, take so, me there, take me back to now. <laughs> so we'll talk about porn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but at the start, it's just like such a blissful sort of society and they're just, they're all their own. And 
I don't know. It's just it's just a great way to to see like how it used to be. I don't know if this is going anywhere or not. <laughs> Sorry, I already started giggling. I'm sitting here on the edge yeah, of my seat. Back here. He's like, "Give me life changing." Tell me, where are you taking it? Great movie, five stars. Webel Gibson, what the fuck? But it's like they just had so much less content and input and stuff. It's it's harder for us to reconnect with who we really are, and I mean that's why there's so much more depression. Yeah, there's so much more anxiety and shit because no one knows who they really are. Yeah. You know, I it mean, sucks it, that it took a moment or that much turmoil for you to find that. You know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and I think everyone has a different experience. And, and one of the things that has helped me is, uh, in a way, just reading more mm. uh, and, and consuming less uh, digital content. And, and all it does is just slows you down. And one of the things that I've, I've really come to uh, appreciate is that there, we've been in this information age where we're bombarded with information. Mm. Whether it's right, wrong, it doesn't matter. It's just information. That we need to now create this uh, conscious separation from that information and block out our time in mm. a way where we are not exposed to digital media uh for a little period of time. And some people are, you know, calling this meditation or exercise or whatever it may be. But it's it's in that moment where you disconnect from the the digital information that the the information that you have uh, actually becomes conceptual mm. and translatable. And the more we can live in a state, a conceptual state, the more we actually understand. We need less information, more conceptual understanding. And mm-hmm. I think that's what meditation is about. Mm. That's what adventure uh, mm-hmm. travel is about. And, mm-hmm. and being able to experience that moment where you, you're riding the scooter down the rice paddy field. And if you're not focused on that in that moment, uh, you're not going to make it basically. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it sometimes it takes that uh, as a, to, to create the sharp turn to, to make you realize, but this happens every second. I mean, we can be sitting here and mm. all I have to do is just be quiet for a second and I'll be able to appreciate the concept that is us sitting around mm-hmm. this table and sharing these ideas. And then later on, I can kind of look back at this and think, wow, I was in Australia and I sat there, we had these conversations and now I have this epiphany and retrospect mm. that I'm going to be able to utilize. It just Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. I mean, you've heard of that before, mm. but it, it's a thing and it, it allows you to grasp concepts and not be lost in swimming in information. Mm. It, it's just, it's, uh, it's powerful. And also recognize like when a really great moment is happening and just like be in that moment. Like it's so <laughs> hard for us to just go, oh, you know, like this is a good moment, but like, fuck, I'm looking forward to the weekend. Or, like, I wonder what this is doing as, as you know. Hang on, I'm just sitting here talking to a good mate, talking to three good mates here, and it's just great. Mm-hmm. It's just really good. Like, I'm just yeah. getting, I'm feeling like a real sort of hormonal adrenaline rush right now just doing mm-hmm. it. I'm full bar. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's great. It's yeah. a great feeling. No, but it's good. It's no, good. I, I agree. I think um, I went to Vietnam a couple of months ago. Now, probably got there a couple of months ago. was there for three weeks. Carl mm-hmm. was amazing. Had the best time. I rode mm-hmm. a motorbike from south to north. And I own a travel company, so I... I was taking photos and videos and I, I was like, right, for my personal brand, you know, mm-hmm. so forth, I need to be posting all day, every day. Yeah. So, but as soon as I started doing it, I just got really frustrated. I wanted to have my phone away. I just wanted to be on the bike. I wanted to be meeting people in hostels. I wanted to be, you know, just really enjoying myself. So what I ended up doing was I had a three-week um, break from social media. So I still took content in. I took photos, took videos. I came back and it was a major pain in the ass because I was like, yeah. you know, retrospectively posting everything and people I was walking down the street and people would be like hey what are you you're in I saw you I'm like no no I'm here um, they have photos and videos from last week freak don't yeah. finish your sentence right. yeah, finish yeah, your yeah, sentence yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but it was really nice to just enjoy the holiday you know enjoy the holiday get away from social media get away from electronics and just meet new people tell new stories mm. or make new stories mm-hmm. sorry and really Take it for what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Really take it for what it is, and and worry about all that other stuff when I get back. For sure. You know, came back in the office, and then I'm like, "Fuck, right here we go." Instagram story for the day, mm. you know. And yeah. that's all part of it. That's all part of building 
my brand, building Adventure Fit, inspiring people to travel. I do, you know, it's all part of it and it's all good. But I really enjoy just not doing that, mm-hmm. you know, just being able to be out and be free and just doing my own thing and kind of away from it because you don't get that anymore. You don't. You know, and you I, I traveled to South America for six months, seven years ago. I lost my phone three weeks in. Also lost all my bank cards and pretty much all my clothing. I was naked. <laughs> but, um, but I had no laptop. I had no phone and it was amazing. I took um, I took one or two books with me, and throughout the journey for six months, I read seventeen books, just going to book exchanges, swapping them over. Every spare second I had, I'd be meeting someone, talking to someone, reading a book, relaxing. You know, mm. the next year I went, I had my phone and I had my laptop. Mm-hmm. I went for four months as opposed to six. I read two books, and I didn't spend anywhere near as much time just sitting there conversing with people, making new friends, and. You, you know, I'll never have that feeling again. Mm-hmm. I'll never. I'll probably never travel six months backpacking again. But right. say, I, <laughs> say I did, I would never. I would never have that experience again because now it's just default. You know, yep. GPS. I want to get to where's where's the nearest mm-hmm. whatever. I'm GPSing mm. it. You know, currency exchange. Boom. I'm I'm doing it. No worries. It's my phone. It's my fucking. It's it's my camera. Yeah. It's everything now. So. But doing it without it was so... It was just... You felt like you're free. Yeah. You're off the grid. 100%. No, I really was yep. off the grid. Had a couple of bucks in my pocket and, you know... Well, that's human. Yeah. It is for yeah, human. that's right. To not feel connected sometimes and just explore. Like, human curiosity is just a very, very basic primitive trait. I mean, that's how we've got so far and it's just good to connect with that you know mm-hmm. just be like fuck like I'm going to go to Australia and have a smoothie yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> that's about, yeah it's, it's I'm not going to Instagram this smoothie yeah. unreal I know I should but I'm not going to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no filter no filter <laughs> no. this isn't even cut <laughs> VR VR yeah yeah uh, well should we uh, go to uh, six from six I think Mr. we uh, I think we I think we might have to, yeah. Yep. I'd love to uh, continue this show, but I know everybody's got things to do in their day. Yes, yes, we yes, will, yes. Uh, we'll go to six from six. Carl, you ready from six from six? Six rapid fire questions from the boys. All right, man. <laughs> All right, first three are from me. My first question is your favorite travel destination on the planet and why? It's been Tokyo, actually, Ooh. simply because it felt like such a different uh, city. The lines, how they're drawn on the on the streets, the the sizes, the everything just felt different. And I feel like right now we're so homogenized that mm. that seeing something that felt different within a city environment that's quote unquote civilized for me, it's uh, it's been one of the coolest. Mm. Got to get there. Such a good joint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cool. So my second question is dream travel destination. So somewhere you haven't been absolute top of the bucket list. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, Antarctica. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, it's a good one. I, we, we just met someone answer. the other day who circumnavigated uh, Antarctica. Circumcised Antarctica. So, <laughs> so, so, solo. She did, she did that solo. And uh, yeah, she sailed the whole way and... Uh, she said that was a big thing, and I was like, I want to <laughs> yeah. go there. Yeah, I'd imagine yeah. it would be That's a big quite thing. Big. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fuck. All right, my, uh, my final question would be uh, any book that you like to recommend to people. can be any sort of book, uh, but something that you really like to impart on people. Well, the one, the one that uh, 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 probably influenced me the most was a book my mom got, gave me, which was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Uh, which is a great book. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, uh, I, I've been fascinated with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, mm-hmm. his his latest book, which I'm completely blanking. I think it's like a um, yeah, I've got it. Uh, yeah, it's a small, it's a small book about billion. It's like a, it's not the brief history of the universe, of course. That's no. Stephen Hawking. It's but it's uh, something about physics and quantum yeah, physics. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, That's good. Yeah. So, so have you did you have you read it? You read that? I haven't read it yet. I, oh, okay, I just yep. got it, and yep. I started flipping through, and I was like, okay, this is awesome. Yeah. Well, because I, I read A Brief History in Time by Stephen Hawkins, and mm-hmm. it was very hard for me to read. Oh, yeah, that um, one, yes. I've read like and listened to. Oh, no, okay. Yeah, yeah I probably listen should listen to it. Yeah. I just found it hard to yeah. grasp. I get like, he speaks like very that. intellectually. And I'm, I'm reading a Terence McKenna book at the moment about yep. mushrooms and how, you know, the, the great leap forward in consciousness and yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I don't think I don't think Terence does a very good job of breaking Dumbing it down, down for eh? anyone yeah. that's got a normal level of IQ. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Uh, well, and uh, then there's me. Yeah. <laughs> break <laughs> well, it down for I, me I, as well, I, please. I, again. Neil deGrasse, <laughs> I think Neil deGrasse Tyson does break it down really well. He's yeah. really good at explaining very difficult concepts mm. uh, in, in a very simple way. And I... I 
if you if you haven't yet, and I, I have no no affiliation with this, Blinkist is a is a company. It's an app that uh, gives you summaries of books mm. you can listen to and you can read. And I've actually been been using Blinkist a, r- a lot to be able to just get a dose of what this book is like. Uh, that's I cool. read it or I, I I listen to it, and then if I'm into it, I buy it. Mm. Astrophysics mm. for people in a hurry. There you go. Yeah, that's, yeah, the that's the one. Yeah. It's a small book. It's yeah. a small book. Uh, I just got it. Mm. I'll go yeah. read it. I didn't even read the title, as you can see. <laughs> 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 Too much time for that now, man. Yeah. <laughs> the book. But otherwise, Eckhart Tolle Power. Now I think that's pretty good. I, you don't even have to read the whole. thing. Thing. you can read a paragraph at a time yeah. and every single paragraph has something that if you actually think about it you can relate to yep we yeah. uh we differ slightly on that i agree with you bill agrees slightly less he's more <laughs> he's more affiliated with dan harris's 10 percent happier yeah there i just go. i just have you read 10 percent happy by I, dan I've, I've heard of it i haven't read it it's um, great it's great the power now i read the first third of the, the power now and i felt like i'm like this is amazing these concepts and and i was really loving it then for me it felt a little bit repetitive and I felt like it didn't give me actionable steps. It or, is repetitive. Or, yes. Yeah, repetitive. 100%. Yeah. I wonder if that's on purpose. Yeah. I'm assuming. Possibly. It. Yeah. But yeah, so because I get asked all the time from people, how do I start meditating? What do I do for mindfulness? Mm. Fucked if I know how this has become a thing. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, um, let's, let's ask Bill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's the most anxious motherfucker <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> <laughs> but... but uh, I normally recommend the power of now first. Like I re- recommend that first because by and large for the masses, that's the, the number one really. Yeah, sure. and, and, and people get a lot from it. So I say read the power of now and then follow that up by reading 10% Happier by Dan Harris. Mm-hmm. So that's just basically like- Well, now a, I'm inspired. Yeah, you should read it. It's a really good it. book. It's great. It's basically like a regular bloke, yep. a regular guy talking like a regular, regular guy about his- Experiences mm. and the trials and tribulations of trying to find his way through mindfulness, all the bullshit that he found, all the stuff he felt like worked, all the yeah, all the ups and downs, and it's really, really, really relatable yeah. as a human Sick, being. Yeah. You know, so I always recommend the power of now because mm. I don't, I don't dislike. It. I think it's great. Mm. It just for me, I liked it's very woo woo. Hey? Yeah, I really liked the the Dan Harris version as well, mm. looking at mindfulness and that kind of mm-hmm. same concept, but through a more relatable you know yeah and look the, Dan Harris actually interviewed Eckhart Tolle and couldn't really get a grasp of it um, but he so Dan Harris started off by having a panic attack on national television so you can see it on YouTube it's very interesting that's right he's, he's, uh, that's right yeah it was really cool man um, yeah but I see him yeah. on Facebook uh, promoting uh, meditation uh, yeah, he's, yeah he's on all the yeah, time yeah. Cool yeah, podcast Temps and Happier podcast yes. as well yes stuff. he's good yeah uh, Mr. Paoli, what do you like to do in your spare time when you have some downtime? Uh, I like to take uh, pictures and video. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally down with that. Mm. Uh, Instagram or just in general as well? And just in general, yeah. yeah. Yep. Just a uh, you know, SLR I camera know and, I, and I start filming and stuff okay. and I, lo- I love to edit video. Yep. Yeah. Uh, second question, uh, besides your parents and obviously Tom Ahern and Bill Kerr from Adventure <laughs> Radio, uh, who are some people that you look up to or people that uh, inspire you? You know, currently you and I were talking about Gary Vee. I think he's yeah. he's cool. I think what he's hitting on is emotional intelligence. So right now he's he's definitely in our faces. Uh, and sometimes I can't listen to everything, but I definitely yeah. look up to the movement that he's creating mm. and the fact that he is pushing hard. That's mm. to me compelling. Uh, I also, like I, I was saying, uh, lately I've been really trying to pay attention to Neil deGrasse Tyson. I think he has ways of talking about things that I I enjoy. And the reason I am mentioning them is because they feel like they are in the public eye right now in a more almost mainstream mm. uh, media. And, and that's kind of what I'm looking at, what is happening in that space and yep. how can we not dismiss that and, mm. and see what's behind it. So those two people right now are pretty interesting to me. And then I would say Elon Musk is, is oh, definitely yeah. an interesting character. <laughs> yeah. He's great. Yeah. Even the name's just great. Yeah. <laughs> What's this guy here all about? Yeah. Musk. <laughs> Probably smells great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and final question, mate. A little bit trickier. Uh, if you could invite three people to dinner, dead or alive, who would they be and why? And you absolutely can have those three if you want. Well, we'd love to uh, invite uh, Martin Luther King. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, which one? Uh, well, a junior. Yes. Very good. <laughs> yep. Uh, it would be interesting to hear because I, I feel like I... Uh, I struggle to understand sometimes the 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 cultural situation mm. that we currently have going on, especially in the U.S. 
and then how that is kind of portrayed internationally and then seeing uh just what that means in terms mm. of being human uh oh, yeah. I, I just don't know it, it's so confusing for me and i and i uh, try to exercise compassion and empathy towards myself and others and uh i feel like no matter what you say or do it feels like you're going wrong so mm. he he's definitely one of them on the other end, I would uh, like to. Uh, it would be fun to meet someone like Casey Neistat. Yeah, yeah. I feel I, I. I don't know Casey Neistat, but I. I feel like uh, you would have to catch him in the right moment at the right time to be able to <laughs> re- really get what he is doing. But there's something about his way of doing things that he has been able to find the perfect balance between uh, a written story uh, with a, a very organic presentation. Mm. I th- I'm inspired by that. And then uh, I would love to uh, get some sort of female figure in there that that uh, could inspire me. Um, for some reason, I, I lately I I've, I've felt very compelled to know what's going on in the mind of someone like Michelle Obama. Mm. And the reason I started thinking about Michelle Obama was because I went to the ESPYS in LA, which is a sports award mm-hmm. uh, ceremony. And she was in the same room, uh, and I was kind of just looking at her, and I was thinking, wow, she uh, was the first lady, and Mm -hmm. here she is doing these things, and there's been so much bashing on her, and of course, anytime you're in politics, you're screwed, uh, no matter what you do and how you do it, and and there's so much we don't know, but I would love to meet the person behind uh, her her figure, Mm. and, and to hear her take on yeah what does it mean to be a woman mm. especially black women in the u.s yeah that'd be great cool. yeah mm. awesome yeah Very nice well i think uh yeah it's everything that's great i love it <laughs> oh. Carl, uh that's right i had one more question it's not related to the six from six but uh where can people find you and obviously your your seminars at the moment let's um let's have a little bit of a promotion session yeah, yeah you, can, you can find me on uh any social media uh channel at carl powley uh that's pretty straightforward and then uh, freestyleconnection.com i'm launching a new website with new content i'm excited about that and uh, on youtube uh so freestyle connection carl powley it's a uh, it's all there yeah. awesome yeah it's great beautiful yeah man Thanks for coming on the uh, show, Carl. And uh, yeah, that's a wrap. Alrighty, guys. If you enjoyed that show, please subscribe. If you've already subscribed, please leave a rating and review. Uh, That would be great. It helps us climb the rankings of the iTunes charts. And uh, also, if there's anything that you want to check back on in the show, head to www.adventurefittravel.com forward slash radio. You'll see the show notes there. Don't forget to check out quashcreative.com. Use radio to get a free SEO report or a report on your current or existing brand. Go to www.adventurefit... Damn it, Adventurefit's last. Go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF radio for your one free audiobook and 30-day trial. And last but not least, head to adventurefittravel.com. Use the code radio for any and all of our trips. You will get 10% off. Thanks, guys. See you next